All right, welcome back into the show. Chris Slow and Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse here, just adjacent to West Town Mall. We're pleased to welcome to the show Tennessee Offensive Coordinator Alex Golish. Alex, we appreciate you joining us tonight. And I want to ask you right off the bat, second spring with this offense, but first spring knowing who your quarterback is, knowing Hendon Hooker is your quarterback, how big a deal is that for you? And probably more importantly, how big a deal is that for all the players around him? Yeah, I think there's just a lot less uncertainty uh, with just even how you plan practice and how the reps are distributed um, in terms of leadership and in terms of knowing who, you, who you're leaning on. If there's something you need, if, if you're not happy with how the direction of practice is going, um, just makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, give a lot of credit to him for how he's been here through the first seven days and to be honest with you how how the rest of those quarterbacks have, have prepared joe milton's done a really good job growing and and taking a leadership role as well and they've done a good job with those young guys in that room as well alex it's austin uh, we were talking about in the previous segment just kind of like what it's like to have a couple of older guys on the baseball team that are making you know such a huge impact like trey lipscomb and, and luke lipsius last year you had some older guys like a Theo Jackson, you know, kind of ascend into that role and be a real playmaker for you guys. How much are you seeing just some of those younger guys? You talked specifically the other day about guys like Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Calloway. Coach, Hi- or Coach Heupel referenced Jalen Hyatt uh, yesterday when he met with the media just about the growth from one year to the next. I mean, it, can, you see a, can you see a huge growth? And, and specifically, where is that growth from? Yeah, I think I think just seeing guys grow in general, both on the field and off the field, is, is the reason we all get into this profession. Um, I think seeing a Jalen Hyatt go from uh, 160 pounds to 180 some pounds, and now playing like a physical big slot receiver, um, and then on top of that, seeing him have success and just watch his confidence grow, and and watch him stack days, you know. A, a, Jimmy Callaway, Jimmy Holiday, you know, those guys were so young a year ago and we counted on them early in the season. And I think sometimes if you play before you're ready to play, uh, it can really kill a young guy's confidence and in a lot of ways kills careers at times. Uh, I've always thought it's better to play a guy too late than too early, really at every position, uh, and especially at this level where if, if you're not ready, you're you're going to get exposed on a Saturday and any one of these SEC games. So watching those guys make huge growth it has been awesome. Uh, I think they're, they're still trying to figure themselves out. They're not quite ready to lead anybody. But I think when your best players are, are your best leaders, um, in, in the case of a Hendon Hooker, in the case of a Cedric Tillman, um, a Jerome Carvin, um, I, I think you can take, take a program um, another step. Uh, because it is, it's, it's when your best players are your best leaders. It's a different vibe in that huddle. I know when Coach Ellerby met with the media last week, he talked about, you know, the pride that the offensive line takes and the short yardage running and, and, and the lack of sacks and lack of pressures and that type of stuff, lack, lack of tackles for loss. You're trying to replace a Cade Mays. You've got a couple of guys that are that are vying for that spot, whether it be Dane Davis or J.J. Crawford or Gerald Mincy, to kind of go opposite Darnell Wright. Uh, what, what do you like about that kind of that trio and then – you know, what have you seen out of them this spring? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's funny you say the, the short yardage and, and, and the negative runs, sacks. You know, 
if you look at all the publicized success we had on offense a year ago, two areas we weren't good at was short yardage and and giving up sacks. Um, that's not just on the offensive line. That certainly involves everybody. Um, the reason you give up sacks at times is, is the quarterback, the receivers, the running backs. There's there's all sorts of people you can blame. You can blame, blame the play call as well. And so that's one place that we have focused uh, a ton on this spring is the things essentially we weren't good at a year ago. Um, so we're conscious of that as, as we continue to piece together the O-line. Um, you know, you brought up a couple guys there in, in uh, Dane and, and Mincy and JJ. I think that competition has been really, really fun. Um, they brought out the best in each other. Uh, Dane has transformed his body and grown and has given us the ability to move him kind of all over the line. Uh, Gerald Mincy has been a really, really pleasant surprise. Uh, you know, we, we knew there was ability in there. He's done a really good job of growing up and, and taking this thing really, really seriously. It's been really important for him. Um, I think his next eight days are going to be huge. And, and then obviously going into the summer, J.J. Uh, Crawford was a kid that came in in August last year, or late July, really didn't have a chance to compete uh, just from a mental standpoint coming in and trying to learn it. I think a season under the belt for, for those guys a spring now with the same staff offensively, I think it's been huge. And, and I think Glenn has done a really good job of challenging those guys. Like, you know, we had success offensively. We ran the ball really well. Um, but there's areas where we weren't. we got to continue to learn, grow. And I think year two in any system, uh, you should see monumental gains. And we certainly hope we can take another step there. We're visiting with Tennessee offensive coordinator Alex Golish. Alex, you, you talked about being better in areas you weren't last year. I think something people ask me all the time about offense, and you guys did a lot of things offensively, set a lot of records last year that hadn't been done at Tennessee in a long time. But when you play as fast as you guys like to play and you have to have offensive linemen equipped to play that way, how delicate a balance is that when you need to be physical, when you get into short yardage to sort of be able to segue into that? Is that a tough balance or is that something that this time of year, what you were talking about a minute ago, that you're working on? Yeah, Brent, I think that's one thing that I take super, super personally. Um, it's, you know, you, I meet with every offensive recruit that comes in, and especially with that old line spot. And I, and I tell all those guys, the same thing our guys already know, don't, don't misconstrue us playing fast and us having explosive plays with the fact that we're, we're going to be the most physical football team on the field. Our only goal, our only, uh, I guess you could say motto um, on offense is we're going to play harder for longer than our opponent. So the short yardage part of where we didn't have success a year ago, uh, I've lost sleep over. Uh, I think Glenn, Glenn has lost sleep over. Coach Hype has lost sleep over. That is the one thing that we take so much pride in is that we're going to be the most physical, violent unit on the football field. And... Um, and so I think that gets misconstrued a little bit because it's probably a little bit of flash and I think just maybe more publicized than it really is of who we are and what we are. Uh, we're going to be the most physical football team on the field and, and we're going to work extremely hard to be that. So um, I don't know if I answered your question and, and, I, and I, not that I took it personally, but 
uh, the question, but I think I'm on the defensive with that all the time because that's all we talk about is protecting the football, protecting the quarterback, and being extremely violent. Yeah, and I think, let's be honest, and I've been around the SEC a long time, Coach, it's still a line of scrimmage league. It always will be a line of scrimmage league, and we can talk about you know, teams going fast and big-time skill players and quarterbacks, but if you can consistently win up front, especially in the offensive line, you're always going to have a chance in every game, right? That does not change. No, absolutely not. It does not change. And, and you're right. The, the, the one the one way that this league is different now being in it for a year is the best D linemen in the country come play in the SEC. So in turn, you got to recruit the best offensive linemen in the country to come play in the SEC. And every week, no matter whether you're playing the upper echelon of the SEC or, or, or not, Everybody has elite D linemen, and the game is one in the trenches. I think it's one in the trenches at every level. Uh, but I feel like he probably gets a little bit more exposed when you line up against Georgia, and there's nine draft picks within five yards of the, the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Which all comes back to recruiting. You all were able to take advantage of some great home bat- basketball atmospheres for junior days back in January and in and, and, and March. Uh, next weekend, you got the all ball weekend where you got the the, the C Ray relays uh, for track. You got baseball with a, with a big home series that you know that'll be packed out and in, in in an awesome atmosphere. Um, and of course, you got the the scrimmage, which works in lieu of the orange and white game. You just kind of take me through, you know, getting everybody on campus next weekend and how excited you as a staff are to kind of just show off Tennessee. Yeah, man, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, you know. January uh, and March, February was dead, but January and March being able to get in um, guys on those weekends with the basketball games, uh, playing LSU at home in, in, with an incredible environment that was in Auburn, Arkansas. I mean, getting getting young guys to sit there and watch what that looks like. Uh, and, and then, obviously, the basketball team winning those games, it, it, it was monumental. You know, um, the buzz that this baseball team is, is got right now uh, with Coach Vitale and what they're doing. And they're not just doing it. They're, they're having a blast doing it uh, in front of sold-out crowds and just got done watching them play and, and sweep sweep the squad over in Nashville. That was fun to watch. It, it's just a different, unique buzz around, around the athletic department right now, really around Knoxville in general. Um, and next week... Getting a getting a bunch of guys that are really really important guys here and walking over and, and watching a baseball game you know just on the other side of the practice field is going to be awesome um, you know we we've even brought guys over to the softball games um, had guys over to the women's basketball games I think just the energy and the buzz around what's going on in the athletic department and, and credit to to Danny and and the coaches in these other sports that are they're all kind of working off of each other and we know for us to be successful we need the other programs to be successful and I think anytime football's playing well it, it can certainly help the other sports with their official visit weekends in the fall as well but but it's a fun vibe it's a fun buzz around Knoxville right now even even going to the grocery store today I mean everybody's got orange on everybody's excited everybody's talking about baseball right now and, and softball right now and it's a really cool, exciting energy. Well, listen, Coach, we really appreciate you taking some time with us tonight. Sort of just update us on spring practice. I know Tennessee fans are, are looking forward to uh, seeing you guys get back out on the field. In the fall, I had a chance to, to meet with Danny White and have some lunch this weekend, and, and we were talking about something, and you guys started this off 
Tony Vitello and his guys finish off, which I think we can safely assume they're going to make the NCAA tournament. This will be the first time since 2001 that the Tennessee football team's been in a bowl game, the Tennessee men's basketball team's been in the NCAA tournament, and the Tennessee baseball team has been in the NCAA tournament. So that sort of underscores what you were just talking about, about the vibe on campus now with the athletic program. Yeah, and it's not they're playing well. It's the fact that they're – I'm going to order a Hancho T-shirt here and and, um, <laughs> and just make sure the bats are all good next weekend and, and we're going to be over there supporting those guys on Saturday night. Yeah, those those T-shirts, which go, go, go the, the, the proceeds help go to NIL for, you know, for the players. That particular T-shirt had over 1,000 buys in the first eight hours that it was up for sale. That was just at the ball shop. <laughs> well, we're going to put you in charge, Alex, of checking the bats the rest of the season, okay? <laughs> I, hey, I'm good. They're, they're, whatever they're doing is working, so they just got to keep it going, man. Well, listen, man, thanks a lot. We really appreciate the time. and look forward to, to catching up with you down the road, okay? Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. appreciate you all having me on. Go Vols. All right. Tennessee Offensive Coordinator Alex Golish joining us on The Nation. Let's take our second break. We're going to try to catch up with some Obviously, talk a little bit more Tennessee baseball on the Drew side. Beam on the other side. Here at the Nation as we broadcast live from the Texas Roadhouse just adjacent to the Westtown Mall. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. <laughs> 